Hello, everyone, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe, and a real quick question for you guys. Do you think it's a good idea to learn a little bit about a scientific topic so that you know enough about it to think you know something about it? Well, that's what our, I think our, our listeners do every week or multiple times per week with us and with this show, which seems great. I think it's great. It's, it's the, the foundational premise of this entire enterprise here. And you yet, are absolutely wrong. And yet? You are absolutely wrong. Based on a study that we're going to get into now with Joana Conchalves from Lisbon, Portugal, it, it's, not a, it's not a good thing to have moderate knowledge about scientific topics? Well, it depends on where that knowledge is coming from. Science Unscripted. Okay. So, hi, my name is Joana Gonçalves de Sá. I'm a researcher in Portugal, and we have just published a study on how confidence varies with knowledge. So, most people will have moderate knowledge, of course. Most people do not have almost no knowledge, or and uh, they are not experts either. But what happens is that what we found is that confidence grows much faster than knowledge. So you get a little knowledge and a lot of confidence. So it becomes very easy for people with intermediate um, levels of knowledge to have uh, overconfidence over their own knowledge and understanding of issues. So let's say I've just picked up a book from the library, and it's on, I'm trying to think, of a kind of complex topic, dark matter and dark energy in the cosmos. I read that book. Now I kind of have moderate knowledge and, and what happens? I think I'm, I, I think I'm kind of an expert or I, I, I'm, I'm way too confident about what I think I know. So congratulations to you for picking up books from the library. <laughs> and uh, what I'll say is that um, if you get a very technical book, you will probably realize that you don't understand it. Right? So it probably will not increase your confidence by a lot. It might even destroy your confidence in what you think about you uh, about how much you understand about some issue. But if you, for instance, read a report or listen to a podcast where things are made very simple and you try to make it, uh, um, very complex matters very, very simple, then maybe your confidence is going to increase a lot. And you gain just a little bit of knowledge, but you think, oh, this is actually easy. I got it. I understand dark matter now. How exactly did you conduct the, the experiment? If you know the answer to a question, let's say the Earth revolves around the sun, and if you know the, if it's true or false, you should answer correctly. Okay? If you do not know, you should say, I don't know. But if you think you know when you don't know, you answer incorrectly. So we use these incorrect answers as a way to uh, infer overconfidence. It's this idea of like, you think you know, but you actually don't. Uh, of course, so because look, be, because they do have the option of saying, I don't know. And they're not saying yes. that. They're, they're overconfidently saying yes or no, when in fact, they don't know. <laughs> Therefore, they yes. truly believe that they know, but they don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and the, the idea is that a purely rational machine, let's say, would either say the right answer or don't know, but would not just guess wrongly. Or really be not even guessing, like sometimes people really think that they know the, the answer, but they're wrong. And so we looked at, uh, I think, around 90,000 surveys over 30 years in very in different European countries and in the United States. And we looked at these ratios of incorrect answers to don't knows for the, the, the different countries and for um, many different people. And what we saw was that consistently the ones who were more likely to answer incorrectly were not ones who knew very little and were not ones who knew a lot. Okay? So let's say for the same level of knowledge, 
right? So you got the exact same number of answers correctly. And the, all of the other answers that you did not get correctly, they can either be incorrect or don't know. Yeah. And the people in the low knowledge levels, they were much, much more likely to say don't know, and in the high knowledge levels as well. But then there was this intermediate knowledge level where people were almost, they, they almost never said don't know, and they, they guessed incorrectly. So moderate scientific knowledge or, or partial ignorance not only leads to or results in overconfidence, it also results in negative, what, Attitudes, attitudes negative science. attitudes towards science. What, what what does that mean? Yeah. So the, the these eurobarometers that I was mentioning, they have these knowledge questions, and then they also have questions on general attitudes towards science. Okay. So for instance, um, how much people agree or disagree with a sentence because of their knowledge, scientists are dangerous. And the people more likely to agree with a sentence such as this one are these intermediate knowledge levels, very high confidence uh, ones. Uh, whereas the people who have very, very little knowledge or a lot of knowledge are less likely to agree with a sentence such as, as this. But they are the, So they have like 12 different items on um, trust in science, on how much science is important for our daily lives, how much science makes our life, uh, lives better. So very different attitudes. And we systematically saw this trend. I know it wasn't the purpose of, of this research, but what do you think is a solution for this, for this, for this uh, valley of, of overconfidence and scientific skepticism? How do we get through that? How do we, how do we avoid that as people learn more about various scientific topics? I think there are three things that we can do. Okay, So the first one is to understand that when we get some scientific knowledge, because from science communicators or from journalists, it's already really simplified. Okay, So we need to be able to explain not only the results, but also how much work it took for us to get there. So the technicalities, the difficulties, all of the scientific part of the work. The second part is that we need to be able to balance the knowledge with some uh, humility. And this goes for scientists and it goes for, for everyone. Is this idea that this is difficult and that I don't understand. Be able to say, make it easier for people to say publicly, I don't know, I don't understand, uh, I have to think more about it. And the third one is really to value more how deep we have to go into a subject to really understand it. And the, the going to the library and learning something completely new and, uh, and just going through it because it's hard and because it's difficult and not just thinking that t teaching critical thinking is enough for me to for me to be able to comment on something just being critical doesn't mean that I'm knowledgeable before we go Joanna I've got a question I I don't really know how to ask it because this show is maybe part of the problem well this from from, from what this conversation we're having with Joanna is we, it? we try and make things as simple and understandable as possible. Is that not a good thing? I think it's a good thing in one uh, for one aspect, but I, I think it's important. And this is for me as well as a scientist and a science, science communicator. We need to also be able to explain that it's hard and that it's complex and that it's difficult and that it's okay. It's fine to be difficult. It's fine to try harder. And how do you feel? Because we are ending this interview. Right now with this question, have, have, have we done this right? Have you done this right? Have we oversimplified 90,000 surveys and 30 years worth of research in, in a couple of minutes here on, in, you know, on a podcast radio show? 
we've definitely simplified it <laughs> and we're, we're definitely never doing it right. We just keep getting better. That was Joanna Conchalves speaking to us from Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah, and if you're out there wondering right now whether or not you you are in that moderate knowledge category, uh, the answer is you are. You absolutely are because everyone is. Everyone is. She, <laughs> Joanna said that, that to us at the end after we'd stopped recording. She said, look, you know, I'm an expert in one field. I'm not in the others. And there I have moderate knowledge. We Outside of our, our areas, possibly plural, of expertise, we have moderate knowledge. And that's a fact. We're all in that category somewhere. Yeah. And with um, the sheer amount of information out, the, out there on the Internet and the, the, the number of people looking for a quick hit for some really understandable, easy-to-consume scientific knowledge, the number of people with intermediate knowledge on something is growing. This is going to become an issue. Well, it, more and more people overconfident. She described it as being in a, a what is it, the valley of death right. for scientific knowledge. One important point of distinction that she made for me, which I did not understand before talking to her, was what appears to be the, 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 the battle line are the people who go out onto the internet and randomly pick out facts from various studies that they don't understand and whose methodologies they can't comprehend. But their mind is already made up. Right. That's the danger. That's the dangerous part. Now, if you go to a library and pick out a, a well-researched book at the library on a topic, you are pro probably not part of the problem. You know, no, she was saying a lot of people don't do that anymore. They don't even go to the library. And pick up. Because picking up a book means you are actually want you actually want to understand something, put in the time, the effort, the 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 work. Well, and the argument, insofar as there's going to be a scientific argument within that book, is going to be round. There's going to be start. There's going to be finish. There's you know, it's it's a different information package than what most people are consuming every day or are exposed to every day, which are snippets and decontextualized headlines and a shared article from a friend of a friend. That's where you start to get into this. I, you know, I think I, I know a lot on that topic mm. and, and you don't, you don't, mm. you don't know where this stuff came from. You don't know if, if the academic journal is reputable and Gabe, I know you and I were kind of getting introspective about what we do on the show. Well, There's a lot of, there are a lot of various filters that, uh, the studies go through before they ever reach us, and they are then discussed by you, by me, in this department. There is a, a larger context to them. We try, yeah. And we, we asked a personal question to Joanna there. Did we dumb it down too much? Did we oversimplify? What do you guys think? I mean, that's fair enough, right? We, you probably listened to us take a number of very complex topics and, and make them as understandable as possible. Do we dumb it down too much? That's, that's a fair question. It's the question that needs to be asked at the end of this show and at the end of this interview. As always, su at dw.com. 